After the Affair podcast with me, Luke Shillings, is here to help you process, decide, and move forward on purpose following infidelity. Together, we'll explore what's required to rebuild trust not only in yourself, but also with others. Whether you stay or leave, I can help. And no matter what your story, there will be something here for you. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode number 49 of the After the Affair podcast with myself, Luke Shillings. Can I just take a moment to say how grateful I am that you have joined me today? Whether you have been listening from the very beginning or these are the first few words you've heard me speak, honestly, it's a true honour to play a small part in your life and healing journey. So, thank you. In today's episode, I'm hoping to have a profound impact on your healing journey. For today's topic, I'll delve deep into an area that many of us who have experienced betrayal find ourselves entangled in, the victim mentality. Of course, the victim mentality doesn't apply just to betrayal. It can show up in all areas of our life, so it will be useful even if this isn't something specifically that you have been through. As always, my aim is to share perspectives that encourage exploration and personal growth. And trust me when I say I know how easy it is to become entangled in a web of resentment, confusion and self-pity when betrayal hits home. I've been there and I've fought my way back, so I truly speak from both personal experience and my professional coaching practice. When I came through my own infidelity experience, I had a lot of resentment to the situation, to the this this word infidelity. I had a lot of anger and frustration because I felt like a victim. I didn't deserve this. I'd done nothing wrong. I was able to sort of almost feel quite good in the mindset that, well, I didn't cause this. If anything, I I actually felt a little bit smug, in all honesty. But I soon came to recognise how useless this approach was, despite it giving me that short-term hit. Today's episode is dedicated to unshackling the mind from the trappings of victim mentality. When betrayal turns our world upside down, it's almost instinctive to fall into a pattern of thinking where we see ourselves as victims. And while the pain and the hurt is real, and there's no denying the actions of the unfaithful, the perpetrator, the danger really does lie in allowing this victim status to become a kind of long-term identity. I want to explore three pivotal topics, three pivotal areas that will shed light on how to break free from the self-imposed chains of victimhood. First, we'll look at the dangers of adopting a victim mentality in the first place and how it in itself can hinder recovery and personal growth. Second, I want to explore the power of taking control of your narrative, reframing how you perceive your own life events. And lastly, I want to discuss actionable techniques to help you overcome victim mentality, from challenging self-defeating thoughts to focusing on the future. Now, 
running through this entire thread, there is a key insight that I don't want you to miss, so I might mention it a few times. Being a victim is voluntary. It's a bold statement, and I'll dissect it a little bit more later, but just keep that in the back of your mind as we explore today's material. So, the danger of adopting a victim mentality. I mean, what's the problem? We've all heard this saying, life isn't fair. I think we've all felt it at some point, and anyone who's experienced betrayal knows this all too well. When someone we love and trust pulls the rug from underneath our feet, it's completely natural to feel like a victim. And in this initial stage, yeah, you are a victim of someone else's choices. We're not denying that. But here's where things get tricky. Holding on to that victim mentality beyond the initial impact can be incredibly destructive. So what are the dangers of clinging onto this mindset? Well, firstly, it can create a, self, a cycle of self-pity and resentment that just completely prevents you from being able to heal and move on. Your thoughts become a revolving door of why me and life is unfair, leaving you trapped in a kind of an emotional quagmire. Secondly, when you see yourself solely as a victim, you're handing over your power to the person who betrayed you. In essence, you're allowing them to dictate your emotional and psychological state. And believe me, you don't want to give them that kind of control. Lastly, and perhaps most crucially, a victim mentality can halt personal growth. In our quest and our search for answers and justice, it's easy to lose sight of the vital truth that life is filled with challenges that are also opportunities for growth and opportunities for self-discovery. And when we play the victim, we are voluntarily surrendering these opportunities. So again, just keeping that key insight in mind, being a victim is voluntary. It may sound tough, but it's not about downplaying the hurt you felt. It's about emphasising your agency in moving forward. So are you ready to move beyond this restrictive mentality? Let's look at how we can empower ourselves to take control of our own narrative. Once you've recognised the dangers of victim mentality, the next logical step is to rewrite your story, reclaim your narrative. So what do I mean by this? Well, stories have a powerful impact on how we perceive ourselves in the world around us. And the good news is, you're the author of your own story. Firstly, take a step back and consider the language that you use when discussing your experiences. How do you define the betrayal? If your internal dialogue is steeped in phrases like I'm ruined and I'll never trust again, then it's probably time to rewrite that script. And while it may feel somewhat counterintuitive, try framing the event as a chapter in your life rather than the whole book. Next, you can take the reins of how to react to the betrayal. Remember, you have the power to interpret the meaning of what has happened to you. Maybe this unfortunate event can be the catalyst for personal growth, stronger boundaries, or even a deeper understanding of human behaviour, including your own. And here's where we can flip that insight on its head. The being a victim is voluntarily. If you voluntarily 
take charge of your narrative, you can transition from the role of victim to the role of survivor, or better yet, a thriver. You not only survive the ordeal, but you thrive because of the new self-awareness and resilience that it's actually instilled in you. So how will you choose to narrate your life from this point forward? Will you allow the betrayal to be a life sentence? Or can it be a turning point for you? So how can we actually do this? Let's look at some techniques to overcome victim mentality. We've talked about the dangers of it and the power of owning your own narrative. Now, let's focus on actionable techniques you can implement today to break free from the self-imposed prison of victimhood. First, challenge self-defeating thoughts. Challenging self-defeating thoughts is easier said than done. I get it. Our minds can be a breeding ground for negativity, especially when dealing with betrayal. You find yourself looped into thoughts like, I can't move on or I'll never trust anyone again, or I'm too broken to heal. While it's natural to feel this way initially, it's crucial to confront these thoughts head on. Firstly, recognise that thoughts are not facts. Just because you think something doesn't make it true. Your thoughts are interpretations and reactions, and they're often shaped by past experiences and societal norms, but they're not the law. Secondly, Practice thought stopping. When you catch yourself spiralling, mentally say stop or visualise a stop sign. This can disrupt the flow of the self-defeating thought and gives you a moment to recalibrate. Now replace the negative thought with evidence of your resilience. Remember the time you landed back on your feet after losing a job or recall how you navigated through past challenges or how you've been a pillar of strength for somebody else in their time of need. These instances are proof of your resilience and your ability to overcome adversity. Another method is to use cognitive reframing. Instead of saying, I can't, ask yourself, how can I? For instance, if the thought is, I'll never trust again, reframe it to ask, how can I learn to build trust again? And this shifts your focus from the problem to the solution. Lastly, try and make this a consistent practice. Like anything, the more you engage in something, the better you get at it. And therefore, the more you engage in challenging, self-defeating thoughts, the more natural it becomes. And eventually, you'll find that your automatic thoughts start to shift, becoming more aligned with a mindset that propels you forward rather than holds you back. Next, let's talk about gratitude. Gratitude is often touted as a feel-good practice, almost to the point of sounding cliché. But make no mistake, there's a reason why it has stood the test of time as a healing modality. When you've been betrayed, you're flooded with feelings of loss, humiliation and bitterness. And in such a state, the last thing on your mind might be to feel thankful. However, that's precisely why it's crucial to introduce gratitude into your routine. Start simple. At the end of each day, list three things that you're grateful for. These don't have to be grand or life-changing. It could be as simple as a warm cup of coffee, a call from your friend, or a moment of laughter that broke through some sadness. What's important is the act of consciously shifting your focus. The practice of gratitude has scientifically backed benefits. It's been shown to improve mental health, reduce stress, and increase emotional well-being. How? Well, by triggering the release of endorphins and serotonin, the feel-good chemicals in our brain... 
This biochemical shift can lead to a more positive emotional state, providing you with a better platform to then tackle your ongoing challenges. Also, gratitude can become a form of mental resilience. As you focus on what you still have and what's possible for your future, you start to realise that your life isn't defined by a single betrayal or setback. Your existence has layers, dimensions and an array of experiences that can make it rich and meaningful. Gratitude is a lens that changes how you see the world and yourself. It takes you from a mindset of scarcity where you're focused on what you've lost or what's been taken from you to a mindset of abundance where you start to see opportunities for growth, love and new experiences. So why not give it a try? A small gratitude journal or even a note on your phone can be the first step towards shifting your perspective and reclaiming your mental space. The third area I'd like to point towards is focusing on the future. Being a victim is a present moment experience, but it's based on past events. But your future? That's a canvas yet to be painted, and you hold the brush. Remember our key insight, being a victim is voluntary. If you find yourself anchored to a painful past, feeling like it defines you, it's important to understand that you have agency to cut that anchor and move forward. The first step in focusing on the future is setting clear intentions. What do you want your life to look like in a month, a year or even five years from now? Visualising a future where you are healed, where you are thriving, can act as a beacon guiding you through the fog of your current emotions. Next, break down these grand visions into actionable goals, actionable steps. If you can't imagine trusting someone new right now, that's okay. Start with something smaller, like joining a group where you can socialise in a low-stakes environment. Every step forward, no matter how minor it seems, is a victory. The power of focusing on the future also lies in its ability to provide you with a sense of purpose. When you're blinded by the aftermath of betrayal, it's easy to lose sight of your larger life goals. Reconnecting with your ambitions and aspirations can give you a reason to push through the discomfort and the fear. Now, this doesn't mean that you should ignore or bury your feelings about the past. On the contrary, acknowledging them is crucial for healing. However, there's a difference between processing past events for the sake of healing and ruminating on them for the point of paralysis. Cutting the metaphorical anchor doesn't mean you forget what happened but it does mean you no longer let it hold you stationary. It means you claim the right to navigate your life forwards towards new experiences, relationships and and opportunities that align with who you are becoming, not who you were. So as you go about your healing journey, keep one eye on the horizon. Your future is not just a place you'll go. It's a place that you'll create and that creation starts today. So there you have it, three actionable techniques, challenging self-defeating thoughts, practicing gratitude and focusing on the future. Each one offers a practical route out of victim mentality and towards a more empowering state of mind. The key insight today is both a wake-up call and an invitation. Now let's clarify, no one is saying that you volunteered for the betrayal or the hurt that came with it. 
Those were circumstances thrust upon you and the pain is very real. But when it comes to your continued emotional state, your approach to healing and your outlook on life, that's where the voluntary aspect does come into play. The victim mentality is like quicksand. The more you struggle in it, the deeper you sink. But the moment you decide to stop being a victim is the moment you start to free yourself. This decision opens up the door to reclaiming your narrative, engaging in personal growth, opening up the opportunity for forgiveness and choosing how you will navigate the complexities of all human relationships, not just your romantic ones and the emotions that you have moving forward. Today, we've taken a journey through the landscape of victim mentality, a trap all too easy to fall into when faced with betrayal. We've explored the dangers, how it arrests personal growth and disempowers you. We discussed the empowering act of taking control of your narrative, shifting from being a victim to becoming a survivor or a thriver. And finally, we covered practical techniques to kickstart this transformation. Techniques that you can begin implementing today. Remember, you have the agency to rewrite your story and to rise above the role of the victim. No one can take that away from you unless you let them. If you or anyone you know are struggling with the topics discussed in today's episode or any of the other episodes in the podcast to date, then reach out. Now is the time to talk. I get it. It can be very frightening to consider talking to somebody about your situation when maybe you've not really told anybody up until this point or even if you have, they've been very loose details. I completely understand. I can also promise that I will offer a truly safe space for you to share and there's no obligation to move any further, but it might just help you move forward in your journey so far. If you've still got questions and you're still uncertain, then visit my website and check out the Frequently Asked Questions section at the bottom of the homepage or you can click the button in the top bar. As always, you can email me directly at luke at lifecoachluke.com or use the chat and WhatsApp feature available on the website as well. Thank you ever so much for joining me today in this somewhat enlightening episode of The After The Affair. I'm, as always, completely committed to supporting you on your healing journey. So let's unchain our minds, liberate our lives just one step at a time. And I'll speak to you for episode 50 next week.